Hey everyone, this is Darren Lapari from 21 Bridges, and you are listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, Blue. You're A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more from deep inside the man cave. Your host, Elias. Darren, welcome to the cave. Thanks for having me. I always uh, enjoy a good man cave, you know? Always in search of a good man cave. <laughs> What's going on, man, with you? What's new with you? Oh, uh, well, you know, right now I am in Brooklyn, just uh, hanging and just doing, just uh, anticipating the uh, arrival of 21 Bridges. Uh, posters are just everywhere on the subways. Billboards is pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah. Pretty uh, cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to. I've been watching a few of the trailers. Um, at the same time, you've been busy the last few years. Huh? You've done some uh, TV show appearances, Mr. Robot, Blacklist, Person of Interest. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's been good. New York has been uh, great as far as the amount with their shooting in New York, and I have um, been able to um, capitalize on that. And again, um, I kind of have a blue collar. Uh, essence or vibe that lends itself to a lot of New York based shows, uh, especially, you know, uh, you know, uh, law enforcement positions. So yeah, it's been great. Um, yeah. And also, I also just did, uh, this pet, this, uh, earlier this year, I did, uh, FBI where, um, which was another cool, it was kind of a crossover episode for, uh, FBI, which is a Dick Wolf show. They're doing a crossover called FBI most wanted. So I was able to uh, be on that the crossover episode. So yeah, it's been great. The Mr. Robot is, uh, is excellent as well. I'm, haven't seen the the last season yet, but I'm I'm a fan of the show. And that was a really cool experience. Yeah, so uh, I want the listeners to get to know a little bit more about you. Are you originally from uh, Brooklyn, New York? Well, not uh, so. I, I grew up in Long Island, okay, uh, New York. Yeah, which uh, is which is basically. I mean, I, I tell people a lot of people. I don't know where you grew up. I say Long Island. It's it's pretty close. Sorry, have you ever been? I've been to New York City. Okay, yeah. So yeah, so it's Long Island is mostly known as many suburbs. There's Montauk and the Hamptons. It's a very suburban place. So I grew up uh, the majority of my childhood there. My father was born uh, somewhere. He was born in Italy, but he was in Brooklyn and grew up in Brooklyn. And 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 fortunately, my uh, you know my parents were in the arts. You know, my mother's a voice teacher. My father worked for uh, TV. He was a reporter. So the, so they were really good about taking us into the city at a young age, going to see Broadway shows, and just. Uh, doing that, and then eventually, after after film school, I originally was a filmmaker before I started acting uh, professionally. Um, you know, I, I lived I've been living uh, in Brooklyn since about you know, let's see, two thousand seven, two thousand yeah, two thousand mm-hmm. actually two thousand five, yeah. yeah. But I grew up in Long Island, good old suburb, you know, Norman Rockwell type stuff mm-hmm. for the most part. So, uh, growing up, did you know you wanted to get into the acting world? Like, what pursued you to get into it? Yeah, it's strange, you know. I, I don't know if there was like that kind of, oh, that moment. I did know that at a very early age, I was just obsessed and fascinated with movies. I would watch, I just loved watching, oh gosh, I think like the three movies I was watching at a young age, like obsessively was like Big Trouble in Little China, uh, probably like Rocky three and four, and randomly uh, Herbie. Remember those Herbie movies? Yeah, you know, from Disney, yeah. 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 yeah, whatever it was, it was just like, I, I just knew that there was that, there was, there was this love of film and movies. And entertainment, and then again, this was also 
due to the fact that I grew up in a performing arts household. So, you know, if I wanted to do a little performance for, uh, you know, the family of the Ninja Turtle rap from, you know, the, the Ninja Turtle movie, I'm showing my age here, you know, the, the live action, the Jim Henson one. Um, you know, it was just, it was just a thing where it was, uh, encouraged. So I think a bit of that. And then what happened was, I think when I got into high school, the performing side of me, you know, I wasn't really, not that I wasn't too interested in it, but I really, really enjoyed film. So I went to film school. So I really was into film and David Lynch and Stanley Kubrick and Fincher and the list goes on. But I think what happened was fast forward a few couple of years, I've had an internship in Los Angeles. I was working on the Bernie Mac show as a camera assistant and I was on set a lot and I loved being on set um, behind the camera. I was working as a you know camera assistant. And then I really just, for whatever reason, that particular moment I started to like, wow, you know, I really love, I really, this is cool. I love the process. I love the, you know, about the lighting and all the things that make a film work, but I really feel like I need to get back performing. There was something, you know, about an itch. And since then, after my internship was over, I moved back to New York and I started taking classes and that's when I really started, you know what, I, I want to be an actor, but this wasn't until I was about 25. Okay. You know? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So when you uh, when you moved back to New York and you were taking the acting classes, what was the next step? What did you do? Well, here's the thing. So it's kind of, and this is this is a uh, very common in most cases. And I've talked to many people, many actors, many friends. So it's a thing where it's like, not since that I didn't. It's it's the question is, is okay? Uh, I want to be an actor. I'm learning. I'm training. How do I get auditions? How do I get seen? How do I? get to be on Law and Order, or how do I get to be on a, a show or a, or a play in, or a film at, at, a, at a professional level, you know, when I think that I'm ready. And obviously, it's, you need an agent, you need a manager. But for me, the thing was is that, you know, I didn't go to a conservatory. I didn't, you know, get out of Juilliard or, or, the, or a performing arts high school. There were no showcases. So what I did was there was a lot of networking places that I went to where you would be able to meet casting directors, and managers and agents and i just continued to take classes audition for casting directors um through these networking places also do student films you know again yeah. backstage was a thing actors access you know, it was really just about getting a reel you know getting a demo reel put together having me regardless of it was a student film a short film whatever it was and then from there little by little i got representation i got a tv kick here and there and i finally started started to build up my credits and get representation. And then, you know, the great thing is, is that once you get representation, you at least have someone there is, there's, you know, to be able to put you out in the front of casting directors. And then from there, you're really the person somewhat in charge of kind of fostering that relationship with the casting director. And again, like it's a thing where if they like you, they'll bring you back. I auditioned for Boardwalk Empire 13 times and never got cast. Wow. You know, <laughs> So, but, but, you know, we had a good relationship. They liked me. They called me in for other stuff. And that's kind of, that's kind of the thing. It's, it's kind of like a, uh, you know, it's, you just kind of, you're, you're auditioning for your career. Yeah. It'd be great to get every role that you kind of were going for. And, you know, I went in for something the other day and a week before that I would love to have gotten, but it's about just putting your best foot forward, doing the work and just kind of, even with 21 Bridges, I audition, when I auditioned for, um, like, I auditioned for that office before for films that I did not get. But, again, they liked me, and they called me for that film. And it worked out. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah. when, when, yeah. You, um, so when you were act, when you were uh, starting out, uh, do you remember what your first gig was? Oh, man. Let's see here. <laughs> like, my first, first gig, yeah. 
Um, let's see. Um, there was probably, it might have been like a NYU student film. It was like a horror film that we shot up upstate um, called, oh man. Actually, no, something before that. It was called, this independent film called In Search Of. I actually got pretty lucky because I was able to work and it was kind of about, gosh, it was about these kids that, uh, gosh, this has been a while, man. Um, but it's about, you know, it's a small town Pennsylvania kind of kid and we're kind of pressuring him to, to actually lose his virginity to someone who's mentally handicapped. And it's a lot deeper than that. It kind of sounds a little long, but yeah, that was my first, um, that might have been like my first real independent film, but I'm trying to think, like, really go back. I mean, I was performing in variety shows in high school, but as far as, like, um, my first gig, gosh, you know, it's tough. I mean, there, there were some student films where I kind of played a, like a fraternity guy yeah. where I was kind of the, door, the doorman, you know, of this fraternity party. I did, like, this infomercial for weight loss gummy bears. <laughs> that was, like, my first, like... Yeah. That was like my first kind of like thing I remember, um, which, which I don't know. I, I wish, I wish there was a thing called Weedless Gummy Bears, but that worked. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> what was but that? yeah, man. They, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go for it. I was going to say, what was your first uh, like TV show that you appeared on? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this one I remember. This one, this was As the World Turns, a okay. soap opera. All right. And I think, I don't know if it's still... Uh, I think like the one soap opera that's left is probably General Hospital. Is that still here in, around in LA? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. You know, because this was the type. Yeah, because they used to they 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 used to be many of them. Yeah. So anyway, it was like an under five, which is you know under five line part, and I was so excited. This was my, I was like it, it was, for me it was like you know I got I got the call to like you know I got nominated for something or whatever. I was just so excited. I'm like going to be on you know a network show, and I basically played an elevator repairman. And the storyline was, was that there were two male doctors in the elevator and the elevator was stuck. And then, you know, things got a little, you know, hot. They, they were starting to make moves on each other. And just when they were about to kiss, the elevator door is open. I come in and I think I, my line was, is everybody okay in here? <laughs> and that was my, that was my one it. line. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but, you know, again, man, you know, it was, it was just cool to be on a working yeah. set with, you know, actors and, and I and I loved it, and I had a lot of respect for soap opera actors because they move so quick. They move so quick, and they barely they barely do like more than two takes, you know. And they record um, every day. Yeah, they're recording every day, and it's just you know they really just got to know their lines, and they really just got to be adaptable. And that was like that was a really great first set to be on because there is a thing where it's like you don't really get like you get like on the job training, even with 21 bridges, like there's a lot of technical camera acting and blocking and action choreography that sometimes you do get a day rehearsal where you might be able to go to a shooting range or you do some training on your own. But like, there's always kind of this element of on the job training, um, whether it be just the amount of rehearsal time or, or technical stuff. So it's, and I think it's really important for, for anyone uh, actors or just like to really just be open to like that, like, you know, that, look, you're going into this and you, you, you've done your work, but there's going to be kind of spontaneous stuff that you're just going to uh, be able to adjust to. And, and again, it's, it's welcome. It's just something that I think you can never really learn until you are there. Yeah. When you, you mentioned yeah. uh, auditioning, do you enjoy or what do you prefer more uh, self-tape <laughs> or would you rather be uh, in front of people? 
You know, and it's a, it's a question because now self-tape has really become a, a big thing, especially now in Los Angeles, because I kind of go back and forth to Los Angeles. Um, and, you know, I really, I think both have, have their own merits. The thing about self-tape, I, I like, first off the bat, I prefer to go in the room, in the room and meet people, because, look, there is something that you're just not going to get through a tape versus meeting someone in person, you know, yeah. even if you're going, you know, dating or something, let's say, you're, you know, date, like you're not, whatever it might be, like you see a picture of someone or you just, you know, it's when you meet them, you just get that energy from the person. So in that sense, I like to, I like to be in the room for two reasons for that, just so they see my vibe or, or just how, um, you know, again, just not like essence of a person and just, uh, you know, you get to banter or talk with the cast director. And then the second thing that I like about uh, going in the room is that, there's an, there's an opportunity for you to be directed or be adjusted if you need to be. And that's a really important thing. I think that's for, for someone in casting an actor, you know, you could do a self tape and you could pick like a great take and you could do it and you, whatever you might think this is a great take, but, and, and, and that's fine for whoever's watching, but there is something. And I, and I, I want to believe that I've been cast off my adjustments because look, if someone's going to be working with you, you got to be able to, you know, do it differently and, 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 and sometimes not that, you know, and a majority of actors can, but look, there are some people that are better with taking direction or adjustments than others. So I think the one negative with self tapes are, is that you really can't see, you know, on the fly, if an actor can take your note yeah. and then, you know, make that work. And actually you can see those different colors and layers, be, you know, within, because that's what it is sometimes, you know, sometimes you're on set and you're doing something and the director will give you a note and a few notes and you kind of have, you know, maybe a minute or two to like kind of work that out. And that's also kind of a skill that um, is something that in-person auditions can kind of really see, you know, portray rather than just a self-tape. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Have you ever, that's a really long answer. <laughs> no, no, I'd say, have you ever gotten to like an audition and you walk out of there and like an hour later, you're like, Oh man, I should have done it this way. Or <laughs> like, um, yeah, you know, I think, that's like, I don't want to say that's like every audition. I think that's something that a lot of people do or just like my, I think we're all a lot of, or we're kind of, I don't want to say perfectionist, but I think, yeah. I think I want to say speak for like, we're all hard on, we're all way too hard on ourselves. I think. Yeah. Um, so I think I've been getting better at not doing that, but sure. Like, I think, you know, there's certain, yeah, like a walk, I'm like, Oh man, you know, I, you know, maybe a missed opportunity or there are, but then it's like, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm, you just get better at you, 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 you do your work and like you kind of allow yourself for spontaneous stuff. But on, on, on the flip side of that, I've walked out of stuff and been like, oh, yeah, you know, that would have probably, you know, I should have done that. And then either what happens is you get a call back and you're like, oh, cool. Then I can kind of do, you know, what I wanted to do more in that second audition. Or sometimes you get the job. So it's like whatever yeah. you did, you did. And, you know, or sometimes I've walked out of an audition where I was like, oh, man, I'm like, I should be getting a call, like being really cocky and be like, oh, I'll probably get the offer and, you know, in a few days or get a call back and then nothing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of, it's kind of just, it's, it's just a thing you kind of be like, all right, um, okay, I just started this, you I'm going to go to the gym or watch the TV or go to, you know, hang out, forget about it. It's just yeah. a thing. So how are yeah. you, so how are you approached for uh, 21 Bridges? Let's talk about that. Yeah, so, I mean, the interesting thing about that was this was just you know again i went 
out for a film before, you know, Evie Kaufman cast is a huge legendary casting director. I think the movie I went in before that I didn't get cast for was called The Report. um, I know I've seen trailers for it. It's with Adam Driver. It's kind of about um, right after 9-11, the the torture, the American uh, kind of conspiracy about torturing um, people about 9-11. But anyway, so what happened was I went out for that film, didn't get get anything in that. And then I guess they liked my audition and I got called in, you know, for that casting office again for 21 Bridges. And the cool thing about this particular situation was, you know, I I just auditioned one time. I, I auditioned for a role that I don't think that actually ended up playing a different role in the film. But I literally went in, I, I, I just read for the role, we did maybe a take or two, casting director laughed, um, three, months, three months later, I got a phone call saying that I, I, you know, I, got, a part, I got the part for, for the film, which is, which is crazy. Because um, usually it's, it's kind of more of like a process, and sometimes it's not. But in that case, it was uh, so one of those situations where I was uh, the casting director who carries a lot of weight, probably pushed me forward. And the director liked my stuff, and he felt that I was the right the right guy for the for the part. Yeah. And now you play Lieutenant Kelly. What could you uh, tell us about the character? Sure. Well, Lieutenant Kelly uh, is is was a really fun character to play in the sense of he's really a you know he really walks the walk. Um, he is a loyal kind of man of action. He is one of uh, Captain McKenna, who's played by J.K. Simmons. Lieutenant Kelly is one of his top lieutenants, so he plays a big part in in assisting the, the citywide manhunt uh, that surrounds the plot of Twenty One Bridges. Um, so he's really just he's a dope getter, and, and he's um, it was really fun to just be like, okay, this what needs to be done. I'm going to take care of it anyway, anywhere I can. Did you? Uh, yeah. How did you prepare for the role? Like, what did you do? Any kind of research? Did you follow? a police officer or lieutenant around for a few days? I mean, I definitely didn't do any, I didn't do any like ride-alongs or thing like, things like that. Yeah. Fortunately, but, but I did research as far as, um, you know, fortunately I've had some training playing prior, uh, prior uh, law enforcement rules. Uh, I, I was able to kind of access that because, you know, do some, some guns and uh, weapons and, and tactical elements in Mr. Robot. I also have a cousin who's, who's in the force back in Long Island, so I was able to talk to him about certain things okay. and about, like, you know, correct to how to, you know, do certain techniques or if I had to enter a room and things like that. And also, um, I, as far as re- some other research, I researched, you know, the kind of the chain of command as far as in the, in the, in the, in the force, as far as, you know, a sergeant, a lieutenant, and a captain, and, you know, how many years of training that takes and how many, what, what, what type of degrees, like being a lieutenant is, you know, takes years and years of experience and you have to be nominated for that. And so once I really kind of went into that, I, I wanted to honor, honor that. And also, again, for the type of job that the Lieutenant Kelly is doing in the film, you know, he is really kind of one of the guys that takes the leads, uh, you know, obviously Chadwick Boseman is on the main hunt, but he's also a guy that the, that the story focuses on myself. So I really respected, you know, the diligence of lieutenants. And I was like, this guy, you know, he's a veteran. Uh, how So how was it working with like the, I mean, the Russo brothers were involved with the film and Brian Kirk. How was it working with them? Yeah, I mean, well, I, 
I, um, it was, I mean, it was great. You know, like the Rooster Brothers, I'm such a big fan of, of what they did, you know, with the, the Marvel films. I really feel they elevated that whole genre, you know, cause it's basically a genre now, but I really liked how they, what they did. And so that was really cool. I, I saw the Rooster Brothers, I think on our last day shooting, so I didn't have too much interaction with them, but I was really happy that they were involved because they're such big, like film geeks, yeah. you know, like, like I'm kind of a film geek too. So it's like, you know, they really try to like take homage uh, from other types of movies. And then Brian was great because I didn't know Brian previously until we started shooting, but I knew of his work because he directed um, some Game of Thrones episodes from season one and Boardwalk Empire. So I knew he had like a really cool storyteller on our hands and he was really easygoing and to work with because he, you know, he just, he just, again, he had a, a real positive vibe. And what I really liked about him was I always felt like he, I always felt like he wanted to just change it up and like, let's go for, a, let's go. I think he's like, you know, I think we have this, like, or at least I took this, like, you know, have a shot in the can or have a take in the can, but it's like, let's do it a few different times, a few different ways. And maybe we can get something more interesting. And I always liked that. Like, um, I always enjoyed that, you know, about a filmmaker who you know was like you know what let's uh we let's 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 go for it again it's five or six in the morning but let's do it you know do you give any like interesting uh stories or uh from the set that you can tell us about um yeah um i mean yeah i have a few a few kind of funny moments so uh you know that the the schedule of the show or excuse me the show the movie it was a complete overnight shoot it was from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Those were our, that, that was our schedule. So I have like a funny kind of just like there's a few there's like one where we're kind of all in the green room. It's like me and a few of uh, the other uh, my my kind of squad team, and it's Chadwick Boseman, Sienna Miller, Taylor Kitsch, uh, J.K. Simmons. It's like five in the morning. Everyone's exhausted. Um, and then you know Sienna Miller kind of just like it's all quiet, and Sienna Miller just kind of like, wow, it's uh, quite a life we chose, huh? And everyone kind of was like laughing about that. Um, so I thought that was kind of a cool, funny moment, you know. And then there was also a funny time, <laughs> you know. We all just kind of smiled. It was like again, like it's amazing. Like it was like ah, oh, it's kind of cool, very euphoric. But then there was another time that I was on set talking to J.K. Simmons about. Um, I guess we got just talking about like getting killed in a movie or just like getting shot in a movie because you know we both played like a bunch of different type of law enforcement guys. Yeah. Um, you know, and he told me a funny story. He did a film, like, it was one of his first films called The Jackal. It was a remake, but it was a Bruce Willis. It was, like, in the 90s. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and um, I guess he, you know, had a part in it, and he ended up getting shot and killed in the movie. But, like, the way he, like, landed, like, he landed in this really awkward position, and it was, like, really uncomfortable. And, like, okay, so they shot that. But then, like, little did he know that, for, like, the next two days he had to, like, be frozen in that position in like a super uncomfortable position. So he's basically like, listen, man, like just if you get shot, like just like lying your back, lying your stomach, you know? Cause like, I don't know. I just thought it was a funny story too. Like just, Cause I'm like, Oh, that's a really good tip. You know? So, uh, so when is the movie coming out? November 22nd. This, uh, yeah, the Friday, the Friday before Thanksgiving. All right. And now it's going to be avail yeah. available everywhere. All movie theaters. It's going to be in theaters, nation yeah, nationwide. I mean, again, like they're really, um, it's exciting because they're really, yeah, pushing it into theaters uh, everywhere. And um, STX Films had a really good hit prior with Hustlers, so this is their film uh, right after following the Jennifer Lopez movie. 
So I feel like um, it's it's a really you know they they got some good stuff going on right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Friday the twenty second, and yeah, it's it's cool. It's um, it's going to be exciting because originally it's been pushed back a few times. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, um, but I think now it's it's a good release date. I think you know again it got it got a really the, the trailer at Comic Con um, got a really good response and they wanted to push that back and yeah they you know the studio they liked the film they wanted to have its, its biggest opening it can. Do you uh, do you see yourself? The, do you want someday to work behind the scenes also, or do you want to just focus on the acting for now? Um, yeah, you know, I mean, again, I I I I, I think it's important for me. I, I think you can do both. I think uh, I there is this part of me that does want to focus primarily on acting, which I have been doing. But then there's also a creative part of me that I still do write a bit here and there. And there was a time a few years ago when I was kind of putting way too much energy into this kind of wasn't my acting career, but it was it was more of like this idea of trying to, you know, make something happen or get the role or get the job. And like, you know, and I think that was kind of it became a little it wasn't, it wasn't good for me. So what I started doing was I started making some short films and mockumentary style stuff. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, and I think, I think honestly, I think, I think I'm kind of at that same place now. I think in general, you need to have like a few different things happening. I think it's hard. Like when you focus on something too much and you put, you know, it, it can be a little bit, uh, you know, little, not too good. So, yeah. so with that being said, you know, like I, I'm very focused on, on, um, you know, continuing to take acting, you know, certain classes and scene study and working with my acting coach on auditions and, and the next stuff. But there also is a part of me that like needs a, a different creative outlet. And that really helps me also take pressure off, like, you know, uh, getting an acting job. Or, and, and to be honest with you, when I started to do that, you know, my more, my mental state was like, oh, I need this role. Oh, this role would change my life. That's when I started, you know, uh, probably auditioning better and also starting to get more work. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like this big desire, which can sometimes be hmm. not too good. Yeah. <laughs> so on your, on your downtime when you're not working, uh, what do you enjoy doing? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I, sometimes I like to just like do random editing projects. Like I was, I had some downtime in LA over the summer and I was just like cutting up like old Rocky movies to like Daft Punk, you know, like a Daft Punk song I liked. And I kind of made like this whole, little four to five minute piece so that's something i kind of like to do creatively but then you know i also like to again i'm I, whatever it is like i'm still a cinephile so i always like watching movies i'm actually really also in big into i'm a bit of a, a, a video game player uh, or a gamer if you will i don't play a lot but i play enough to kind of know what's going on i really enjoy like some of the narrative gameplay and and, and that's always kind of like a good uh release to uh, to do that um as far as like, you know, and, and again, exercise, I'm not a huge exercise guy, but I do it and that helps me. That's kind of like, yeah. it's, it's always like, you know, it's always a lot of stuff to kind of relax. Um, I take, I take baths, Epsom salt baths. Again, when you're getting into your late thirties, that's, that's a nice little hobby, <laughs> you know, cause uh, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, that's kind of that in a nutshell, yeah. you know? Yeah. Do, yeah, you, do you see yourself, uh, packing your bags one day and just going uh, and just go right for LA and just stay there? Or do you like going back and forth? Uh, yeah, no, it's, I'm, I'm kind of packing my bags, like starting to already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am actually, I think by, by next, uh, by ne- like around about six months, I'll probably move to LA. I'm going out to LA. There are a few weeks for the release of the film and I'm going to be going back there for pilot season as an East coast guy. I didn't really think I was going to really like it as much for whatever reason. 
Yeah. But I gotta say, it really grew on me. Um, I, I just I, I like the fact that, uh, and I have representation out there now. So for the last few years, I've been like trying to um, make that happen. Where it's like, okay, and I know how difficult LA is. You know, I didn't. There, there, like, there is a. It's it's not. You know, sometimes I tell people, I say, look, if it's not working out for you in New York, it doesn't mean that it might work out for you in LA. LA is even a more difficult market. Yeah. So I always try to tell people, listen, I mean, like try and get an agent or just if you're going to go out to LA, just try and figure out a situation where you can get sent out on auditions. So that was something I kind of did and I'm kind of ready to do that shortly. Um, yeah, I, I like, I like it. I like that there's more, again, TV film, even though New York has got a lot of that. And honestly, I just like the space, you know, I mean, have you been, have you uh, gone to New York here and there? You've been out, you said, right? Yeah, I've been to the city a few times. Yeah. yeah. And, like, what do you think? Are you, like, overwhelmed? Is it cool? Would you ever want to live here? Well, I live in Massachusetts, so it's cold here. So I know, I know, uh, I, okay, I, nice. I know yeah, I know all about the weather. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really, they, I don't know if I could do the New York City life. Yeah. It's, a, it's not, it, look, it's, yeah. it's too crowded for me, I think. Busy. It's too busy. I, look, I'm I'm with you, man. Like I, I'm kind of like I I am not. That's why I like the LA more, and, and there's a bit of more of a suburb because it is like New York is. Look, there's a lot of opportunity here. I've been here for my pretty much my whole life, and I think it's it's time to to you know do the LA to go out to LA and uh, you know do it because I'll regret it if I don't. You know. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lastly, uh, how can the listeners find you on social media? Sure. So I don't have Twitter yet, so I'm going to get on the Twitter bandwagon soon. Uh, on Instagram, it's uh, at the real Darren Lapari, D-A-R-R-E-N-L-I-P-A-R-I. Or on Facebook under my name. I also have, uh, if you ever want to take a look at my credits, there's a full list of my credits on IMDb uh, or IMDb Pro, which I use as a resource all the time. And then there's, I also have a website, uh, DarrenLapari.com, which kind of has my acting reels. Uh, it doesn't kind of, it does. And then also some of my short films, my, my work as a director, filmmaker, editor, and, and stuff like that. So feel free to check that out. And, and uh, yeah, I'm always checking the email. So if you want to leave a note, I'm, you know, I'll respond. Right, Darren, thank you for coming on. This was fun. Laya, thanks for having me. Cool. I appreciate everything. Chasing misery, living a lie. Should have picked a different guy. Heart emojis turned to tears in the blink of an eye. Said it was cool, we only in it for the fun of it. Rough sex, cuddling, nothing in public. Must have been extra rounds, make you wanna settle down. Used to bounce when we were done, now you wanna stick around. I get it, the dudes you used to don't move the way the moms do. Now you're stressing me, begging for me to call you. No, baby, I ain't gonna be able to do it. If I knew you catch feelings, I'd never pursued it. But you let the pipe game put you under influence, and you lost a real one, baby girl, you blew it. Play 
like Jaguar, so LMA don't trip. You don't do gymnastics, so please don't flip. Relationships are overrated, titles make them complicated. So I refuse to be obligated I can't be related if I'm not dedicated Faded attractions will only leave you devastated That's why I hesitated Cause I knew these back shots of how your feelings elevated Now you all in love and you hella hated Vibes became jaded, reason I skated Cause I'm not in the X Games Can't play checkers with a chess game Chip off the old block if you knew my pops Then there's no need to explain Don't need to explain